Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mark My Words. This is the very first episode of my podcast. My name is Mark Schmidt, and today, I don't know if this is unusual in the podcast world or not, but I decided to just do the first episode of this podcast by myself with no guests, even though I have booked guests and have even done a podcast technically already with a guest you're going to meet soon enough, I decided to just go ahead and do this one alone and introduce myself a little bit. I feel like I've had a little bit of an unusual life, and I guess everybody feels like they've had a unique journey, and I guess I, I shouldn't sit here and feel like I'm different from anybody else, but I just want to bring some clarity as to who I am and why I decided to do a podcast. And for me personally, to get to this point where I am actually putting myself out there in a podcast, speaking to the world, that is something that I didn't know that I would ever do. I am a TV production broadcast person. That's what I went to college for. And I always kind of felt like I'd be one of those people that would be a little more behind the scenes and is nothing to do with me personally as far as like my interests because I think I have always been interested in putting myself out there a little bit. And I won't lie, I've daydreamed about acting. I've daydreamed about actually going out there on a stage and speaking to people. And that's actually one of my motivations for doing this podcast is to actually eventually put myself out there and be able to speak in front of actual uh, natural audience rather than just kind of like a podcast audience, which either one is still very gratifying and fulfilling, but I've always dreamed of getting out there and speaking, but I didn't always feel, even though I had these dreams and I wanted to do it, I never actually thought I'd even get to this point. And if you're watching the video for this and even if you're listening, you may or may not be able to tell that my voice maybe sounds a little bit different than, uh, I, I don't want to say normal people, but just maybe a little more nasally than a regular dude who, you know, sounds a little deeper. Um, I was born with a cleft lip and palate, and it actually, my particular issue falls under a particular syndrome called Opitz GBBB. Won't necessarily get into that too much, but you can Google it and go on Wikipedia, whatever your favorite uh, search engine is, and look that up. But I was born with this issue, and the thing that people see and hear the most 
are in the cleft lip and palate. And I've obviously been through a lot of ups and downs in my life with it and have been judged pretty uh, harshly at times and people have prejudged me before really getting to know me. Some of those people I've proven that there is some death here and, you know, I do have something to offer. Others probably still don't understand that, but that's okay. That's one of the many things I've learned in my life is that you can't spend your life trying to prove something to a group of people or a crowd or even a person who's already pretty much made up their mind on what they think. And all you can do is just do what you do and live your life every day to the best of your ability, which is something that I've tried to do. But make no mistake, I have definitely used a lot of these prejudgments on myself to fuel me. And it's actually something that I've learned along the way that while it's good to have some of that as a motivation, you're eventually going to learn that a lot of these people who are counting you out, they don't really care that much anyway. Or if they do, they're not really going to tell you that they do care. Or it, I, I hate to say they're envious, but they're not going to tell you they're envious or if they have regrets. It's pretty rare. I haven't come across that too often in my life. But with all that being said, with me putting some of my own personal uh, cleft issues and all the obstacles I've had to overcome in that regard, and it does kind of tie into my story anyway, but there came a point a few years ago, I had been working in the professional corporate world for about 10 years leading up to 2016. And by that point, the company that I was working for, they handed out a, a not a severance package, but they basically gave me an option where I could take their buyout package and leave and it was a nice, deal, my regular salary, nine months of uh, benefits, etc. Or I could stick it out with the company. They were restructuring at the time and trying to sort themselves out for the future. I, at that point, had decided to take their buyout package. And that was after 10 years of service. I spent several years as a technician with the company. You've seen TV shows, and that is a real job to sit there and watch TV all day. That's something that I did for many, many years. I wound up moving into management, and really the point where I moved into management, that is when I feel I started to evolve into the person that I am today, because that position, 
being responsible for a staff, having to oversee high, mid, high-end projects, having to get up there and speak at meetings and just really put myself out there like I've never put myself out there before, I think really opened up the door for me to become the person that I am now. And that is somebody who has always had this desire to put themselves out there more, but just didn't feel like anybody would listen. And it was all basically in my head because of things I had gone through throughout my life prior to that. So rather than pushing myself to do what was probably in my heart and mind more than being in front of a computer and being a technician all day, I, I think what was in my heart and mind was to be out there in front of a crowd, whether that was speaking or maybe being an actor of some sort, which I'm probably not a very good actor. I'm probably a lot more cut out to be just myself and be authentic and speaking. But nonetheless, that is something that uh, I basically spent the first 10 years of my professional career doing all that, started to discover more within myself, starting to gain confidence. And then that part of my life ended. So by that point, I being in this field that I'm in, which is entertainment and broadcast and production work, especially living in the area that I live in. I don't live in New York. I don't live in Hollywood or Los Angeles. I live closer to Washington, D.C. There's some opportunity here, but not a whole lot of it. So as a result, I wind up just kind of freelancing and really taking any job that I can. Wound up getting back into being a technician, kind of with, it, it wasn't really my choice. It was just kind of the way life unfolded. I wound up not doing managerial work and putting myself out there like I had been, like I enjoyed so much. I became very passionate about a lot of different things, both related to work and management and just related to myself. But I think with me taking on different roles and freelancing, it opened up a door that I don't know would have opened up if I would have just left my job and everything would have worked out perfectly and I would have had a corporate job right off the bat. I wound up feeling a little bit unfulfilled. I spent a lot of years doing work that was very fulfilling and now I'm not doing that anymore. So I decided to think about what does Mark Schmidt really want to do? What's, what am I passionate about? And 
I started thinking about stuff that I was passionate about in high school. I had an idea for a script that I one day wanted to get into Hollywood, which I still haven't done. I, as a result of this deeper thinking, I started to actually write the idea out as a book. And it's just kind of based on my experiences in high school. I still have a long way to go with it. But the idea started as a blog. And then I decided, you know, I maybe I don't want to do this as a blog. Maybe I, I do want to do it as a book. And I started getting ide other ideas for a blog and wound up actually really creating my own blog, which if you're curious, is markymarksworld.blog. And Marky is spelled with a K. And you have my name, Mark, M-A-R-C. And with the S, of course, and then world. So it's markymarksworld.blog. And wrote a lot about personal stories. I wrote about building a house and wrote about my experiences on social media. Just that kind of thing. And I got to a point along the way, I developed a decent following on Twitter, met a lot of really cool people who are passionate about writing and blogging, but I still wanted more. So I started looking towards LinkedIn as a way to promote my blog. I really wanted to gain a bigger audience. I was freelance writing for a while. So I was really feeling the desire to put myself out there more. And that's when I decided to post on LinkedIn. And posting on LinkedIn turned out to be one of the smartest things I've ever done. Because through that, just from simply posting my blog, putting a few hashtags on it, and just spending time on the platform, I started to meet people who were having a lot of success advertising their business or their passion on LinkedIn. And one thing led to another, started meeting really great people, started to meet people in my own area and particularly out of Baltimore. And I started learning about LinkedIn Local. And I started learning about the idea of posting video content, like short little videos about uh, just things that are related to you professionally or could be related to what you're doing personally. It really, I could probably do a whole podcast episode on it. But basically, I took some of these ideas. First of all, going to LinkedIn Local and meeting these people in person was a big step because I had gone to networking events in the past and wasn't really that big of a fan of them. It's 
a little bit of an intimidating scenario. It's not always easy to hit it off with people. So I wasn't necessarily keen on it, but I had people very closely connected to Lincoln Baltimore, Lincoln local Baltimore, actually sending me voice messages on LinkedIn, sending me just all kinds of messages saying, hey, you should go. It's a very friendly atmosphere. And the effort that they that some of these people put in really convinced me to take a leap of faith and go ahead and attend, which again turned out to be a really great move on my part because it was everything that they were telling me it was. And it was all all these things that I'm telling you were like little steps towards where I'm at now, which is talking to you and doing a podcast, going to an event like this, meeting these people, having them come up to me, me getting up the the guts to go approach some of them and talk to them and see that wow, okay, this this is going good. This is not I don't detect a lot of uh, snobbery or uh, snooty behavior here. This is really like a friendly atmosphere. And one thing led to another, I'm getting encouraged to make video content. And I actually do a whole series of them with somebody who has been very important in my journey. His name is Scott Stoltz, and he is actually in my very first, he's my first guest on this podcast. I actually just recorded and shot that episode this morning, which was an absolute joy to do. And I think it brought us both full circle from that moment two years ago already. and. When him and I did our series of videos together, it showed me that, hey, I I can really do this. I don't sound as bad as I think I do in my head. And I, I felt very good about myself. I felt very good about the response that I got for it. And it was yet another step. And then I think the following year is when I really started posting a lot of video content on LinkedIn, building myself up, and then all the great people, I mean, I could sit here all day, talk about all the fantastic people that have been behind me and have injected so much confidence in me and support. And through their comments and feedback, it has really helped me to build myself up. And along the way, I've had some people who have read my blog and have followed me in that regard. They come up to me and say, hey, maybe you should start a podcast. Have you ever thought about doing that? And well, 
No, I haven't, because I've lived most of my life just believing that who who is actually going to listen to me talk? Like, it was just that kind of thing in my head, just because I'll admit it took me a long time to get my speech as good as it is today. And I'm sure it's been good for many years, but when you don't have people really behind you assuring you, you just don't really know that. And let's be honest, I spent a good part of my professional career sitting in a room by myself, watching and QCing TV shows. So it's like, I just, I didn't know. I didn't know. So putting all that together, all the confidence that I've built in myself and everything else has gotten me to this point where I've decided to create this podcast and obviously I need some equipment, which a very awesome, I consider him a friend of mine, a very awesome podcaster out of Canada, Ryan Holtz. Him and I started connecting sometime mid to late last year and he's just been absolutely amazing. Just can't imagine a more supportive person than Brian Holtz. He's been in my corner, rooting me on. All the equipment that I have here, this ring light, this filter, this microphone, these were all things that came out of the conversations that I've had with him. Because even though I'm a production professional, I don't really know exactly what kind of setup I should have to do this. And certainly why is something as simple as possible to do this? And so he had everything just on the money. And now I'm here doing this podcast. And while it's my own motivation, I couldn't have done it without all these people who have been behind me. And my life wasn't always that way. I never had this amount of people. I mean, and there's always strength in numbers. You don't, I don't think you necessarily have to have a ton of people behind you, but I never really truly just felt like a whole lot of people were behind me. I mean, I'll go back to grade school where I went to a Catholic school, Catholic private school, and every, I I don't remember anymore, I think it was like every month, one grade would get an opportunity to quote unquote run the mass every Friday, I guess the one for the whole school. And there came a point where I think I must have volunteered to read something during the mass for one of the the times that our class had the opportunity to oversee it. And it came with a little bit of, oh, I hate to say controversy. It's not really controversy, but 
they there were certain people in my school and involved in the church that they preferred that I didn't do it because they didn't think I could. They didn't think that because of maybe my speech and I was taking speech pathology classes and big shout out to Dr. Schlosser, Schlossler. That's still hard for me to say. Or maybe his name was Mr. Schlossler. I can't remember if he was an actual doctor, but his name, which is very hard to say, was Schlossler. I think I got it right that time. He he was amazing. And he worked with me for a few years. And even though I was getting that kind of coaching in school, uh, right there at school, they were a little hesitant to put me up there. They didn't think anybody would be able to understand me. And I don't know whatever other hangups they had, but my mom went to bat for me and wound up, we wound up pulling it off that I got the opportunity to do it. And I remember it being very well received. The same people who had doubts came up to me and said, you did great. You did an awesome job. And even though I was pretty young and faced a lot of ups and downs along the way, that one experience was one of the starting points for me to really boost my confidence and just make me see that not only could I do it, but also make me see that people can be good even if they have some doubts and are hesitant. Just because they do have those doubts and, you know, maybe don't understand what you're about or what your obstacle or issue is, there still is some good within them. You can't just completely dismiss people just because they're having doubts. You can't live your life being that bitter because I think if I did, I wouldn't be doing this right now. But experiences like that, um, my second grade teacher, Mrs. Spangler, she was an extremely supportive figure in my school career and somebody that I talk about and reference often whenever I talk about any teacher or anybody who has had that kind of a impact on my life, she is way up there on the list. And if she does remember me, I'm sure she would be super proud of where I'm at with my life and what I've become. And that's probably something I should do, by the way. I don't even know if she would remember me, but putting that aside, I think it was just stuff like that. And sure, I got picked on and harassed and silently bullied. I don't, yeah, I, I had a lot of straightforward bullying and all that kind of stuff and name calling and mocking of my voice. And I can certainly remember in grade school being the last one picked to play on a team on the playground, if I was picked at all. I can remember one kid in particular 
whenever he had to pick me, he would have an annoyed, soundless voice and would just say, oh, Mark, you know, like, wow, this is such a burden that I got to pick Mark. And it's not like I'm a terrible athlete. I'm respectable. I'm not a professional, but I'm, I'm all right enough, I guess. But uh, that was the kind of stuff that I experienced. People who would just kind of act like they didn't know me or, you know, they would have opinions of me that were negative, but they just wouldn't say it. Or I would have teachers who wouldn't pick me for certain things. And you, you could just, you know, when you're somebody like I am and you've had all these experiences, you can always tell when somebody's judging you or they're not sure. So that's the kind of life I've had. And, you know, I've just been kind of like a one-man gang throughout my life. And that's something that uh, I've gotten used to. I've never been one to run with the crowd too hard or anything like that. And I've kind of just been very resourceful and have figured out life on my own. And I think this is the first era of my life where that hasn't always been the case. I'm not necessarily going through life being resourceful with everything and trying to figure out everything on my own. I have a support system. I have family behind me. I have an absolutely incredible wife behind me. And I have all these, this whole community of people on social media. I got things like Twitter, get a bad rap, that there's so many horrible people on Twitter. Look, there's a lot of really great people on Twitter too. You just gotta find them. And I was lucky enough to find those people, like these really great people. And all of this stuff has really helped me, especially over the past seven or eight years, it has helped me to build myself up to where I am today, where I'm actually really putting an effort forth to live out my dreams and accomplish goals that I've always wanted to accomplish. And I guess one thing I've learned over the past four years has been there's more to life than what is going on in corporate America. I think we get, and before I say what I'm going to say, I'm not against corporate America. I think corporate America played a really big role in building me up to be who I am today. So I'm not against corporate America, but I think there are some limitations there where as a manager, one thing I learned is employees in corporate America, they don't always get to explore their creativity and their potential to its fullest. And that's one thing that I've learned is very important to have 
just as an individual. It doesn't have to be Mark Schmidt who's had all these obstacles to overcome in their life. I think you need to be able to feel a sense of fulfillment in your career and in your life. And I think I've learned just how important it is to have that. Because just me recording this solo episode that I hope people will listen to, but you never know. It's just me in front of a mic and a light and a filter. But just by doing this alone, this is incredibly fulfilling. And we don't get enough of that in our lives, I don't think. And I think that this is why it's one of my motivations for why I've decided to take a look at myself and try to accomplish things that are a little more personal to me rather than to an organization. And you can't dismiss the impact that the people you've met and the structures that you've worked under, because I'll tell you, the company that I spent 10 years with, their whole philosophy and the structure that they have, it had a huge impact on me and who I've become and how I work and what kind of work ethic I have. So I'm not against corporate America, but I think for many of us, there has to come a point where we have to stop and say, is there more to life than what I'm doing day to day at my job? And I personally have found that with consideration and gratitude to any company that's ever hired me, I have to say that, yeah, there is more to life. And I think I'm at a point in my life where I really want to continue discovering that. And I think that's what I want my podcast to be about. And I think that's what I want people to get out of my podcast. And I know I have a great lineup of guests who are all entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial-ish. That's not really a word, but they're all within that realm that I'm going to have on and who knows who else and what else I might, like who else I might have on and what else I might do with this platform. But that's what I'm hoping to accomplish. And I just want to open people's eyes, not only to that, but I want them to listen to me and look at me and say, this guy is not letting what he was born with or anything else he had to put up with in the past affect him and keep him from doing what he's doing now. And I want people to feel good about that. I want them to feel inspired. And that is a big reason why I'm doing all of this. So 
after roughly 35 to 40 minutes of speaking here, I think I am going to, I think I'm going to wrap up this first episode because frankly, I could go on for hours and hours and just keep rambling. I just wanted to use this first episode as an opportunity to introduce myself to everybody out there and if you're tuning in to my other podcast episodes hopefully if you listen to this one somewhere along the line everything else will make sense as to why I'm doing this and what I'm all about and I'm looking to have a lot of fun with this and I feel like I will hopefully bring some fun to it it's not going to all be serious and uh, monotone. Hopefully I will bring some fun to everything and hopefully you will learn a lot more about me as I go along. I mean, probably should have started out by talking about me a little bit beyond just some of the serious stuff, but I'm a huge sports fan. I follow NHL, NBA, MLB, uh, soccer, uh, did I miss one? NFL, of course. I'm a huge video game fan. I'm a gamer. I love sitcoms, especially old sitcoms. I, I, I love TV and movies in general. I got my degree in electronic media, which is just fancy way of saying television production. So I have a pretty big passion for all things production. Obviously a huge music fan. Um, I listen to pretty much anything from ABBA to Led Zeppelin to Green Day to I, I love all kinds of music. I'm a big hip-hop fan, big country fan, a big music fan, really big fan of pop music, which isn't really a cool thing to say, but as you probably know by now, I've, you know, one of the benefits of not being a part of the crowd and influenced by a crowd a whole lot is that you wind up just doing your own thing and not really caring that much. You just do you. You do what you do. And hey, I love the Spice Girls. I'm a big ABBA fan. I, I'm i a big uh, Selena Gomez fan. I, I like Ariana Grande. I like Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm a pop fan. I, I'm guilty as charged. And that's me. And uh, you know, I'm once I'm done recording this, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to play some NBA 2K or FIFA and I may watch some Netflix and I'm going to wind down my day. I'm going to make dinner and that's me. That's just who I am. And uh, I live in a house that my wife and I built that we're very proud of and I'm just a regular dude who has had a lot thrown at them in life and now I want I want to give back and that's really what I'm all about and 
that is hopefully what this podcast will be about. And that is pretty much it. So if you're listening and your interest is peaked, you can always find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Nimrod79. And the Nimrod is a reference to Green Day. And I'm actually just, I'm going to make sure I get some of these things right. Because it changes up. So Instagram is Nimrod79. Twitter, if I can get into here. So Twitter is Nimrod1979. I guess Nimrod79 was taken, so... Nimrod1979 and LinkedIn you can just find me at Mark Schmidt and that Mark is spelled M-A-R-C last name S-C-H-M-I-D-T I'm also a big grammar and spelling snob so I guess that's why I'm spelling some of this stuff out but if you've made it this far into my episode here. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate your time. Any time you spend listening to any episodes now or coming up, just know I'm extremely grateful. Let's have some fun. Let's have some positivity. Let's learn from each other and let's enjoy. Let's uh, have a good time and let's be inspired. And hopefully I can bring some of that to anybody who listens or watches. So with all that being said, thank you very much. I hope that this at least educated you a little bit on who I am and what I'm about. I may or may not do these solo podcasts in the future. I This actually is the second time I've tried, or really, it's the second time I've tried doing the intro podcast. I didn't have the audio right the first time around. And then I tried doing another one about Wendy Williams, which I may or may not do. She had some things to say about Joaquin Phoenix, and he's somebody, he's a fellow cleft lip person, although in some ways I think from what I've heard, he's never actually confirmed that he really does have a cleft. So we actually don't I don't think we actually know he does or not, but Wendy Williams in January had an episode where she kind of like said she talked him up a lot, but it was actually all kind of said in jest. It really wasn't said in actual, a lot of things she had to say were not actually serious and it got a big reaction, especially from people who have a cleft lip and palate or any kind of craniofacial issue. I had a whole episode recorded about it, and the audio just didn't sound right. I may or may not come back to that topic, but that, I will say very quickly, was something that when it happened, I noticed that it didn't really upset me or offended me, it actually made me feel inspired even more to do this podcast and to keep 
pushing to put myself out there because I saw that there were a lot of people out there getting offended and were hurt by this person on TV saying all this stuff and acting very press about his issue and were very hurt by it. I personally was like, eh, you know, because if you know who Wendy Williams is and you know what kind of show she has, that's, that's just who she is, at least in my mind. So I wasn't offended. I was more inspired to continue pushing on and get this podcast into production. And I'm actually glad I brought that up because that's really a great way to wrap this up. That is what I'm about. That's what I want this podcast and that's what I want my life and my message to be all about is to lift people up and make them feel better. So I hope that I bring that to anybody who comes across my work. So that is a wrap for the first episode of Mark My Words. Thank you so much for listening. Be on the lookout for some great guests that I have coming up, including Scott Stoltz, who is amazing. He will be my first guest. That will be coming up soon. And there will be a lot more coming after that. So this is Mark My Words. I'm Mark Schmidt. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now.